Hello, Hipsy, and welcome back to another episode of Seeds to Serve. Uh, you have me and Thomas and I'm Cheat Me Ann. And we are going to be talking about love. So I'll just give you guys a quick summary, basically the whole gospel for this week. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friend if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have told you everything I have heard from my father. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. This I command you, love one another. So yeah, so that's basically the summary, um, aka the full gospel for this week. Jimian, would you like to share your thoughts on today, uh, this week's gospel? Yeah, so I just wanted to point out like a few phrases that were mentioned in the gospel today that I thought were pretty significant. So the first phrase was, no one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. This is a significant part of the gospel because it's telling us to sacrifice yourself for the sake of your friends. It's showing how important friends are to us. And in modern day language, I think that's kind of like saying that you would put your life on the line for your friend, even calling them your ride or die. So it shows that even though the Bible itself is very old from a long time ago, this concept and this importance in friendship and being able to lay your life down on the line for someone that you care and love for has been pushed through ages, and even now we still have its own concept of it. It's paralleling how Jesus, as a friend, he sacrificed himself for our sake, for our sins, and we, to him, he's calling us his friends, even though technically we are his disciples. And I also thought another important part of the gospel was him saying, it was not you who chose me, but I who chose you. So I think this is important because he's telling us that, you know, even though you idolize me, you believe in me, it was not you who chose me, but rather I chose you. And in a friendship context, even though we might not know it, if you think about your friends, your current friends that you might have known since you were kids, maybe you just met them last week and you already consider them a friend. You've known people for at least some amount of time. You talk to them, you tell them how you're feeling, how was your day, and you really get to know them just as much as they get to know you. And we might not realize it, but we choose our friends, whether we really know it or not. Unconsciously, we kind of expect some type of reciprocity from our friends and relationships. So we kind of expect some type of reward for being their friend. And just with Every relationship, every reward has a cost. So I actually learned in my communications class that this concept was called the social exchange theory. And when 
the rewards don't outweigh the cost. So let's say that we have a friend that is constantly making us feel bad about ourselves. Like we love being with them because we love going out to hang out with them because we can go eat the fanciest food because they're rich. Let's say that that's the reward of that friendship, right? But the cost of it is that they have a bad image of you. They kind of tell you that you shouldn't be wearing those things. And in the end, it makes you kind of self-conscious about yourself saying that, oh, I'm not good enough to hang out with them because the way I dress or the way I look. So in that sense, that self-consciousness and that bad body image and image of yourself is that cost of that friendship. When those costs are greater than the reward of that friendship, maybe you shouldn't be friends with that person anymore. And so when we think about it in that context, it's different when we look at Jesus now. Because before we always looked at Jesus as an idol that we should follow, believe in him to help us and to pray to him and ask him for forgiveness as well as asking him for advice in life. So when we see Jesus as a friend, so we should think to ourselves next time, what possible rewards does Jesus bring to us as a friend? So how does it differ from seeing him as someone who's a God, someone who is 100% divine, 100% human, versus seeing him as a friend that we talk to on a daily basis? Yeah, that's a really good point, yeah, Jimmy Ann. And I was thinking about this too when you were talking like about all of this, you know, the social exchange theory of rewards and costs. Like, I wouldn't want to be friends with a person who, like, I give them my listening ear, you know, I give them a shoulder when they need to, but like none of that is reciprocated to me. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't want to be friends with a person like that because it does it does take a lot out of you. But you know, when you think of Jesus as a friend, he is that one friend who no matter what will always still be there by your side. And I think there's something pretty cool about that. Very touching. The last point that I wanted to just kind of add in this part of just talking over the gospel is the very last line of this gospel, right? When Jesus says, this I command you, love one another. Kind of like earlier in the gospel when it goes, no one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. It reminded me of another story or like something that you hear a lot often too, where the greatest of all these commandments is love, right? To love one another as you love me. And it seems like such a simple concept, right? To love. But I mean, in reality, you know, you clearly you could see it's not that simple because, you know, there's so much anger and division and just negative vibes in the world right? It seems so easy to do, to love one another, but for some reason, it just doesn't happen, which leads us into the next part, which is how to apply what we learned today, right? How do we actually love one another? And obviously, there are different types of love. There's love and friendships, there's romantic love, there's familial love, right? Which we'll talk about, but there's also, you know, how do you show that type of love in each situation? The first question is, right, is like, what's the difference between love and just, you know, like, like, I like this or I love this. Jimmy, Andy, do you have any answers to that question? <laughs> I think love goes beyond like when you're willing to take the time out of your just your own life for the sake of another person. So I think love is a lot more intense than just like, like is just kind of being just interested in it, you know, like if I were to like compare it to a romantic relationship 
I think like is kind of equal to having a crush on someone. Like you like them, you're interested in them, you kind of want to get to know them more. And then love is kind of like you've been invested in them. You really want to take your time to know them even more beyond just the surface of something. So I would describe like like to having a crush to love is being in the relationship, right? But in just a friendship sense, I think love, loving a friend, if I were to compare it, it's that 2 a.m. call at nighttime when they are crying about school or academics or about their personal life and you're there sitting in your closet listening to them talk for like three hours. So I think it's like just taking the time out of, in this case, my sleep to be there for them. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I definitely think it's like a, like you said, like it's an intensity type of thing, right? Like love is, I mean, I mean, obviously it's a very intense type of feeling. I feel like liking something is very fleeting, whereas loving something or loving someone, you know, you're invested in it and it's kind of just, it sticks with you. And then like you mentioned too, there's love and friendships, you know, those 3 a.m. calls with your friends, you know, maybe they have like a bad breakup, they're crying. Um, and there's also like romantic love where, you know, you meet someone, you get to know them, you know, you guys start dating and you're invested in each other, you get married. Um, and then there's also, of course, familial love, right? Love for your parents, your siblings, even like extended family too, right? Yeah, so there's love and friendships, there's romantic love, and then there's familial love, which for the most part, I feel like we kind of have an idea of how each one kind of differ. But the part that I want to focus on more is how do we show that love, right? Whether it's love for our friends or love in our relationship or love for our family, how can we show that love? Because that's what's actually important, right? You could say you love someone, but if you don't show it, then it doesn't translate. You know, they might not be able to feel your love because obviously you're not showing it to them. We talk about love languages, right? For romantic relationships. And I didn't even think like love and friendships. I think if you haven't taken your love languages test yet, I feel like that is a great test to take. Um, basically, there are five different love languages, like physical touch, give giving, acts of service, words of affirmation. And quality and time. Quality time. Aha, that's the last one. And so there are those type of love languages, right? Or those types of actions that you could do for your friends. I saw this really cool post about Bobo where it was like, quality time is like you would ask your friend, hey, you want to go get Bobo with me, you know? Whereas gift giving is like, hey, I got you this couple boba because you're having a bad day. And then where's the other ones? But I, it was a really good post. You, you probably <laughs> look it up. Just look up like boba words, boba five love languages, and you'll probably see the graphics that I'm talking about. It was like a meme. So I feel like that's, you know, five different ways that you could show love to someone. Another way that I feel like you could show love to someone is, I'm sure you guys all know that that verse where it goes, love is patient, love is kind, love is slow to anger, love is yada, yada, yada. At, you know, they read that every wedding, basically. Um, <laughs> and like, as cheesy as it sounds, you know, I think it's 100% true, right? Patience, I feel like, is a form of love, right? Taking the time to actually understand someone or being slow to anger to someone, taking that time to invest in someone, um, being understanding. I feel like those are all different types of forms of love that is very good to have. And whether that's in your friendships or your romantic relationships, even with strangers or your family, I guess for me personally, a big way to show love is having patience and understanding. I agree. I think sometimes there's a misconception of love as well. Like, especially now, like with online and just society in general, people are kind of plastering. I have the perfect 
boyfriend or I have the perfect girlfriend and we don't even fight at all and we love each other so much type of thing and I feel like that can really be misconstrued just because love goes beyond just not fighting or stuff like that just because I feel like that patience aspect of love in a romantic sense at least it's having those conversations that are hard and willing to understand them and be there for them despite how hard that conversation might be or just having fights in general I feel like having fights is healthy and in that same sense maybe your parents are hard to understand you especially when we come from different generations and they don't quite understand why you're maybe so progressive or why you want to go into this career field or why you want to do things that are different from their agenda and I think when you have those fights, it's the time you take to be patient with them and for them to be patient with you to take the time to understand why they're arguing with you and what their side is, what your side is, and just being patient with them, understanding that we are from different generations and we have different thoughts, ideas, and values. With that, there is still love in that relationship. Just because you fought for days and days on end doesn't mean that they don't love you in the end. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I mean, not even in romantic relationships, but like with family, you know, you could have the most annoying sibling in the world and you may not get along with them. But at the end of the day, you know, you still love them because they are your family. So with all that being said, I feel like this leads perfectly into our discussion question for this week, which is, right, as we talked about, it's very easy to show love for your friends or romantic partners. Might be a little bit more difficult to show love to your family. But with friends and romantic partner, well, at least romantic partner, at least, easy to show love, right? Um, patience, kindness, all that yada, 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 etc. But the hard part is how do you show love to your enemies or those who might even dislike you or those that you might even dislike, right? Um, how can we show love to them? Because I think that's what we need most in the world right now, right? Showing love to people who might be different from us or might have differences in views and whatnot. So that is the discussion question for this week, right? Uh, I'll ask it one more time since I'm pretty sure it got jumbled, but how do you show love to your enemies, those who dislike you or those you might even dislike? And with that, I'm Thomas. We'll see you at Sinhuat this week, but you won't see me. But we hope you had a good time listening to our podcast. Ooh. Bye-bye. Bye. It's not good news. It's the best news ever.